Welcome back to Plus Her, a Stepmom's Journeys podcast. I am your host, Anne Laurie Forbes, stepmom to two amazing boys. And on this podcast, I share my personal journey as well as the journey of other stepmoms to pass on lessons learned, tips, and any advice to all my fellow stepmamas out there. With every episode and every story shared, we aim to change the evil stepmom narrative. We want to get to know her, understand her, and appreciate her. Hey, Stepmamas and Truth Seekers. Welcome back to another episode of Plus Her, a Stepmom's Journey podcast. I'm your lovely host, Anne-Laurie Forbes, wife to one, stepmom to two, stepmom advocate, and a source of encouragement while I'm truly figuring it out just like you. So this morning, I have another great episode for you filled with hope, encouragement, and based on my interaction with this lovely guest, I know that this episode is going to be filled with all positive vibes. So grab your cup of tea or coffee and listen close to the story of stepmom Keisha Batsuli. Hi, Keisha. Hi, how are you? I am wonderful. I am so happy to have you on the podcast because I just know you're going to drop some gems. You're going to give us some encouragement and you're going to give us some hope. So I'm so excited to have you. I am excited to be here. I love what you're doing and everything that you stand for. So I am excited about this conversation. And thank you for choosing me. Thank you for selecting me. Thank you for thinking that my journey and who I am and what we've communicated about was worth being on your podcast. I am absolutely honored. Well, you know, I had to have you because I just love your spirit and I love uh-huh. that you are positive. And that is something that I, I strive to be with my platform. Um, I know that the step okay. journey is hard. It's complicated. It's, you know, we have a lot of ups and downs and all of that, but I want to be a place of positivity. I want to share positive vibes. I want it to be encouraging. And I see that you do the same on your platform. So that's why I just had to have you. Awesome, awesome, because you know we need that. Like, there's a lot of different platforms that you may see are very one-sided or may do some bashing, but yes. in honesty, in order for us to be successful in our blended families, positivity is a perspective and an action that we must take. There you go. See, that's so why I, I have agree. you here today. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> that's exactly what I have you on today. So let's dive right in, and how about you share with us a little bit about the beginning of your journey, and how did it all start? So, of course, I am a stepmama um, to an amazing, amazing, wonderful bonus son. We usually say bonus mom and bonus son. We got to make sure that step, that step sounds so divided, but I know people use it. But um, I am a bonus mama to my bonus son. For a long time, I called him my love son because he was given to me through love. If I did not meet his dad, he will not, I would not have been blessed with such an amazing gift. But he's 11, and when I met him, he was four. So when I talk about the beginning of my journey, I came into the picture with a bad experience of a previous blended family situation. So I was a little hesitant, but I knew my husband before he had a child. So I kind of knew his personality, knew what type of guy he was. Even though years had passed, I kind of knew who the character and personality was I was dealing with. So I was a little bit more trusting to try it again because the first one was not good. So in the beginning, um, Of course, we all come to the table with the insecurities, the doubts, the thoughts, the fears, and the extra commentary from the outsiders, right? (laughs) So you're going into the situation, right, with someone that has a child, and it's all the 
um, don't do this, don't do that, be careful of this, be careful of that. So in the beginning, I was very cautious. And, I, and you know what, I don't even think it was a bad thing because the, being cautious allows you to see, one, what you're getting into, two, if there's something you really want to get into, and three, if the dynamics of what you're choosing to get into really works for you. Because I think it takes a special person to be in a blended family. So in the beginning of my story, I went through everything, the insecurities, the doubts, the figuring out if this is a good fit, the whether or not this is for me, can I really trust, is his son going to like me, um, what kind of relationship does he have with his son's mom. Like, it's so many of the trying to figure it out. And when you're trying to figure it out, you you look like you're trying to figure it out sometimes. <laughs> if you don't have a – if you don't have – if you don't have good control over that, you are, seriously. And like I always say, there's nothing wrong with that. You are supposed to be figuring it out. That's why you're dating. You're figuring out if this is what you want to do. You're figuring out if this is something you can do. But at the same time, you have to be wise. You're dealing with other people. They have their experiences and their journeys. So we bumped heads a lot in the beginning of what does this look like for me to add in to this pre-existing family. So I can say the beginning of my journey was more about figuring out my place, figuring out how I felt mentally, and figuring out if I can do this emotionally. That's a lot to figure out. That is a lot it to, is a figure, lot to out. figure out. But I learned you don't even figure it out, right? You don't figure it out right away, but you do figure out if this is, if this is something you want to do. Now, I was determined to figure that out because once kids are involved, right, and you're building relationships, it's very important that you're not in and out. Like, okay, I'm with him this week, I'm not with him next week. That shows no stability for the kids. And then if you meet a child, I think you have to decide whether or not you're ready to meet that child. Because once you meet a child, it may happen that you might not work out with the dad and stuff like that. But it's very important that you choose wisely. Like, don't go the step that you're not ready to take. If you're not ready, be open about that. So when it came to, okay, I'm dating him, I'm observing from the outside, then I meet my stepson which is not my stepson, then I meet him. By the time I met my stepson, I had to decide if this was something I wanted to do. So that's why I said in the beginning, you're trying to figure that out. Prior to meeting my stepson, I decided, okay, I can do this. And then, you know, some things happen that you'd be like, oh, wait, hold up, back it up, bring it on back. That you start doubting yourself. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you do. You do. You literally do. But I think that's the part of being in a relationship that matters in every relationship because you go through those with people who don't have kids. You can remember meeting someone for the first time and things are going well, things are going right, and then there's something that happens that kind of challenges where you're at and you kind of doubt whether or not you should stay or go. And a blended family is not just a person that challenges that. It's the entire family that may challenge that. So in the beginning, I believe I struggled with not only trying to find my place but figuring out how to maneuver in the decision that I had made. You have said so many good things in, like, <laughs> right now. Like you've said so many good things. One of the things I love that you said is at the beginning of the journey, it's okay to look like we're figuring it out because it's okay to take time to figure it out. I've never heard it like that before because at the beginning of my journey, and I'm sure it's like that for many stepmoms, we want to show that we have it together. We want to show that we mm-hmm. know what we're doing. We're trying to prove, like I know for me, I was trying to prove to the naysayers that I can be a great step stepmom, like right. I can do this. I was trying to prove to my husband that, hey, you made a great choice, I can do this. And so mm-hmm. in going through that phase, I went through so many emotions. Like I, you know, right. I was frustrated. I was um, sad that my reality was not what I had dreamt about. 
Um, mm. You know, I felt lonely because I'm trying to fit so hard. Like so many emotions. And I always say that as stepmoms, you go through a roller coaster of emotion. So before you decided that I'm going to do this, talk to me a little, a little bit about the roller coaster of emotion that you experienced. Oh, wow. So um, in the beginning, when you're getting to know someone, it's about that person. You're dating, you're getting to know that person. When that person has a child, it's about that person and the child now. It's not just I'm getting to know this individual. Because, you know, when we date, we have individuals, we have their families, we have their friends. Like, there are different levels to feeling like, okay, this is, some, is this someone I can be with? But when you're dating someone with a child, the roller coaster ride is a ride because you're not only learning, but you're dealing with your feelings and your emotions head on, right? So you're, you, you meet someone, okay, I like this guy. He's cool. Now, not only am I seeing what he's about individually, where he wants to go, his relationship with Christ, I'm watching him as a dad. I'm watching him as a father. So now there's another thing that's added on to what I need to pay attention to before I proceed. So right. in the beginning, even if, even if you don't like everything that they do, even if you don't like how they operate, it takes understanding. So when you get involved with someone, that, that thought of, okay, I'm watching how he does this. How would it be if I was in the picture? Or what would this look like if we were all a family? You think about those things. And the only reason why you're thinking about those things is because you're dating someone you're considering long term. So that is a ride in itself when it comes to choosing the person you want to be with. Then once you get in it, the next ride is, okay, I'm here now. How is this child receiving me? Yes. Wait, no, not even stop. Before the child, the parent for me, the um, ex for me came before the child. And the reason why I did, because I got to see some interactions. I got to hear some conversations. And it was up and down. So when I came into the picture, the conversation was cordial. It was respectful. It was a mutual understanding that we're co-parenting and taking care. So I wasn't ready for the friendliness, but what's so funny is that I prayed about having, if I was going to be in a blended family, Lord, if this is what you want to do for me, we're going to have positivity, peace, and we're going to be one. That was my thought. And I've talked to you mm -hmm. about that before. I came in wanting that. We didn't have to be best friends, but we were going to be able to deal, have conversation, communicate. That's what I desired. I didn't want the back and forth. So when I came in and it was forming that, I was too insecure to handle it, which, which is so weird That's because you're praying for something, of course, because you're praying for something because you want peace, you want love, you want happiness. But then when it comes, because of the stereotype of exes, co-parenting, because of the stereotype of whether or not they're really over each other because they have a child together, because right. of all the stereotypes and the situations and my past. You can't I, even I handle kinda, it. I can't even handle it. But you want it, though. You're asking for it but you're not really ready to receive it. So the first, I remember witnessing a conversation where there was laughter that took place. And I was like, furious, like, what are they laughing about? Like, are they, like, are they super close? Like, what is this? You supposed to talk about your child and get off the phone. Like, I didn't understand the <laughs> dynamics. I did not. But yet, I was praying for that. You know what I'm, so, it, so that was an emo, emotional roller coaster. Like, Lord, I know this is not bad. And I know, I feel like I know who I'm dealing with, but why am I feeling this way? Why am I asking you to prepare this family or have this family for me? And then I come into it and I have all these like, yeah, or issues or concerns. This is what I wanted. I wanted mm -hmm. it to be cool, calm, and peaceful. I wanted it. So that was another roller coaster, being able to really handle what you think you want. 
right? So that that's another thing. And then uh, the final one was just building that relationship. Because when you're dealing with smaller children and they're not used to you being around and they love their mommy and they love their daddy, but they can't, they can't quite put together the separation, it's more about who are you. And it's more about, okay, they're not talking to you, but don't take it personal. They're not mm-hmm. talking to you because they haven't warmed up to you yet. They don't know you yet. So that was another ride. Is he going to like me? Is he not going to like me? I had a little advantage because at that time we were going attending the same church. So I'm big on kids anyway. So I love kids. I've always loved kids. I'm a teacher. I teach kids. Like, that's just been my life. So I kind of had interactions with him outside of being daddy's girlfriend. But when I became daddy's girlfriend, I know it was a shift like, mm, where is this lady from church at my house? You know what I mean? Like right. trying, yeah, to, absolutely. trying to piece that together. So I was very self-conscious about whether or not I was friendly enough, I was fun enough, or if I was even likable. And I don't know why, because I have a way with kids, and I've always connected with kids. But it was something about being in it that was kind of like, whew, how's this going to go? And you shouldn't think that hard about it, but because I desired a certain type of dynamic flow and way about a blended family, if I was going to be in one, that was my expectation. So I needed to bring my, keep my standards high, and I always say this, keep your standards high, but your expectations low. Be the person you want and deserve and need to be. Treat other people that way, but don't have such expectations for a child to be able to receive you automatically. Right? That doesn't even work. Even down to his parent, I, should, I shouldn't expect the ex to just receive me automatically because I don't know what she's feeling. I don't know what she has going on. So it's just the building of relationships and the placement that had me on the up and down. You know what helps me? Um, I guess what helps me to remember to not put so much expectation on the children for them to, especially at the beginning of the journey, for them to take to me right away was me thinking mm-hmm. to myself, well, it took so long for me to even accept that I was becoming a stepmom, that this was right. going to be my life, right? Because I did not mm-hmm. want to be um, referred to, as, I didn't want to be referred to as a stepmom. I did not want that role. I wanted nothing to do with it. And once again, it's because of the you know evil narrative. I didn't want to be associated mm-hmm. with that. I just wanted nothing to do with it. And it took me a while to embrace my role as a stepmom. So if it took me, the adult, so long to embrace <laughs> that reality and embrace the role of being a stepmom and now enjoying it, then how can I expect the children to just right away take to me and be like, okay, she's my stepmom. Great. It's, it's not yeah. realistic. Yeah, it's not, it's not. And, but you don't think like that because, because of the narrative, you want to be the person to say, I can make this look different. I want this to look different and it will look different for me. So you put the expectation on everybody, not knowing that it's a blended family. I saw this guy, I forgot his name. He gave a real great analogy for a blended family. He had a blender and he mixed in carrots, Um, strawberries, like just a bunch of different things that you would blend to say you're making a smoothie. But what he did was he turned the blender on. And of course, we have like the quick blender that blends everything right away. But some of the different vegetables and fruits that he put in, some were blending before the other. And the chunks were taking time to smooth out. And he said, this is just like a blended family. You have to keep going and keep trying and keep working at it for it to be one smooth consistency because it doesn't happen overnight. And I walked away with that saying, you know what? I may be a carrot. My husband may be a strawberry. My sister may be a piece of ice. Like you just never know 
And when you're putting that together, it takes time for that blender to work. To work. That knife at the bottom of that blender is what's allowing the chunks to, like, smooth out and, and come together. And that knife reminded me of God. You know what I mean? So as we blend, God is at the bottom, like, shifting and working things out. But you have to be willing to get in the blender. You get what I'm saying? And I, and, I think, and I think that that's the hardest part. We're walking beside the blender and saying we're a blended family, like the food yes. sit on the table and it's like all ready to be prepared. So we're preparing yes. ourselves, but we never get in the blender. Only way we're going to blend is if we get in the blender. You cannot sit on the countertop and say that you're about to be in this blended family if you never get in the blender. So that analogy just blessed my whole heart. And even though I don't always remember that analogy, it comes back to me when things get tough. It comes back to me when my husband reminds me this takes time. It comes back to me when we're seeking to understand and have compassion for one another. And, and, that, and that's real life, right? Like, that's real life. It, nothing happens overnight. Come on, Keisha, with the sermon <laughs> this just, morning. It just popped in my head. I'm, it just popped my head. goodness. I remember that blender. Sometimes it pops in my head, and sometimes I, I just forget it. But I think that's God working. Like, remember this? The Holy Spirit just intervenes sometimes when I when I get into a place where this is tough. I don't know I, if I can do this. Wow, I absolutely love that. And I do want to, let me play devil's advocate over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, please so, do. You know, you talk about in that analogy, we prefer to be on the sideline and watch it blend and not be part of the blending process, right? And being, you know, in in the thick of things and the blending process, it's painful. It's painful. There's a lot of awkward phases. Um, Mm -hmm. It's tough. It's not easy. And, you know, you, you just spoke about three different roller coaster rides Mm -hmm. along the journey. Right. And I mean, I just don't want to be going on any more rides. Like that's for the amusement park. I don't want to do it in my my stepmom journey. I don't want to do it, but we do know that the journey, they're going to be more ups and down. Do you have tips for stepmoms who are struggling with just that roller coaster ride and the blending process? What would you say to them if you could give them three tips? So my first one is to be confident in your choice, right? You're here now. You're, you're in the blended family. I want you to be confident in your choice. Your confidence in your choice gives you the ability to know that regardless of what happens in your blended family, it's not the end of your story. It's mm-hmm. an opportunity for growth. So your confidence in your choice gives you the ability to see the opportunity in your growth. I'm here. Nothing is perfect. If you, want, if you were with someone that didn't have a child, you're going to still experience certain things. So take on the issue, take on the struggle, but change your perspective. I didn't like this. This is my opportunity for growth. So that's always my number one tip. Like you're here now, and I know some people do walk away, but I'm encouraging you in the, in the place of you can do this. Do not walk away, right? So the opportunity presents itself for an issue for you to learn from and be better with. So take all struggles on as an as an opportunity for growth. So that's the first one. The second one I would say, have emotional and mental control. It's easier said than done, but remind yourself. I was about to say that that's hard. So (laughs) I was, please elaborate because that's hard. Yeah. Remind yourself that one, if your spouse did not think you were equipped, he would not have chose you. I think that can give Mm -hmm. you a little boost. And two, because of your experience so far, you're taking what you and you're applying it. So 
you're in it. So back to the beginning, have that control emotionally and mentally. Emotionally yes. means you're going to get upset, you're going to get angry, things are going to bother you. How you respond, when you mess up, reflect on that. When you do well, reflect on that. Keep those in your, keep those in your basket. Remember those things because I promise you you're going to use them again. So I'm not saying emotional control, you can't do anything wrong. No, 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 no. You're going to miss it, but I like to say you can miss it to make it. Okay, I missed it yesterday, but I'm going to make it next time. You know what I mean? Because we're not perfect. So I don't want to get on here and act like, oh, my God, you have control over your mind because your thoughts are not even yours. We were talking about about that this week to my um, bonus son and our family time. Our thoughts are are not, the thoughts that come in our head are not always ours. Sometimes they are driven by the evil things of this world and the, the misconception of who we are not that we sometimes believe, which is the insecurities and the doubts, right? Mm-hmm. Our thoughts are not, are not our own. So when the thought drops in your mind that you're not doing well, that you're not a good mom, that you messed up so bad that you can't turn back from this, that's that mental control. That thought drops, you, you overcome that thought with that learning opportunity, that mistake that you made, that you now know what to do next time, that, no, I'm not here for this. I am a great mom. I missed it, but I'm going to make it next time. You have to have those self-conversations. So in control, emotional and mental control, I want you to use your experience to help you get better. And for me, because I'm a believer, I use my relationship with Christ to also help me get better. Okay. So what, what it, when things go wrong, how are you responding? Okay, if you know, now you have to be real with yourself in order to gain this control. Like I should have said that in the beginning. Because if you're not going to be real with yourself, then you're never going to find out what you need to do to overcome what you're doing wrong, right? So if you have a situation where you get out of control emotionally and your mind takes you somewhere and your spouse shows you that or somebody else pulls that out or you even recognize it for yourself because when you're by yourself, you can only be real with yourself. Pull Mm -hmm. that out. Write that down. And come up with the other way. The other way is, okay, this didn't work this time. But I've learned that if I approach it this way, it'll work this way. I've learned that I need to be confident. So the thoughts that pop in my mind are not real thoughts of who I am. You have to find your place to control that by being intentional about what's really coming out of that. And even in saying that right now, I'm like helping myself. Because the next time I think, like, this is not for me, well, no, absolutely it is for you. Because of you, this has happened and that has happened. You've blessed your family in this way, which leads to my last tip. Find your value and purpose in where you're at. Sit down and say to yourself, what value do I bring to this family? And if you can't figure that out, ask your spouse. Because I believe that your spouse would not have chosen you if you were not worthy, capable of being in the position that you're in. My goodness, so, I needed a whole like notebook to be taking <laughs> notes. And I'm going to go back and listen to this episode so I can take notes because you gave us so many great, great tips. Oh, thank you. They, they're like the realness of what has helped me. A lot of times in this situation, you look for validation from people. And I know I said, ask your spouse, ask your spouse. But a lot of times we're in our space because we don't believe in ourselves. So what if you ask your spouse and they say, yes, you're good, but. Listen to what comes after the but. That's a message that you may need to openly embrace in order to be better. And I think that's where I know I miss it, and I think that's where we miss it as women because we're already, we come in, I feel like, already slightly insecure because we're not a part. 
Yes. Because we yeah, already absolutely. come in feeling like the outsider, right? So we already feel like we have to prove or measure up or fit in, which is true statements for someone who doesn't have the level of security that they need. Because a lot of times, if you think about you, and I hear your story, you probably are the game changer for a lot of things that go on with the boys. Think about it. Like, you, there's value. You have purpose and value. But we never believe that because we pay so much attention to what we do wrong that we never focus on what we sincerely do right. Mm. Where we're more about whether, yeah, we're more about whether or not we're liability, you know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. Versus an asset. One thing I always tell my community, like, you matter. But I have to tell mm-hmm. myself that, Keisha, you matter too. Yes. And I say that all the time. I have on my Instagram page, I have plus her journey affirmations. And uh, one mm-hmm. of them is, your, you know, your presence is valued. You matter. You are more mm-hmm. than enough. You bring something yes. different to the table. Yes. Like, And yes. these are things that I put out there for fellow stepmoms so that they can remind mm-hmm. themselves. But it's also things that I repeat to myself when I have a moment of doubt or I'm, I feel uh, like an outsider, I feel excluded, right. whatever it is. Like I remind myself right. of these things because I know they are true. And so I remind myself right. of these things. And then I put it out there for other stepmoms to remind themselves of those things as well to help us, yes. you know, with this roller coaster ride. Right, right. Because you can't, I don't think you can always change the ride. You can't change no. like the journey, but you can change your perspective while you ride. And right. I think that, and I think that that's the most important important part to it. Emotional roller coaster is a great, you know, example of what we experience in a blended family, but the emotional part is the choice. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it's the choice. You're gonna be on a roller coaster ride, but whether or not it's emotional is up to you. And that's why I I choose to look at the positive. I choose for my platform mm-hmm. to be positive. Because yeah, mm-hmm. there are negatives. There, you know, yeah, yeah. I have challenges, but I choose to yeah. be positive because I feel like if we're not positive, we're not going to move forward. We can't move forward. We can't grow. We can't right. grow. We can't move forward. We can't learn. We can't improve if we're not trying to look at the positive side of things. And like you said, I change your perspective. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And I've learned that I'm not going to deny how I feel, right? How I feel is how I feel. If the feeling came up, I need to address it and own it. But I can talk about that feeling and why do I feel that way? And I think that's also another thing. Tip number four, I'm going to add. Well, I added it in three, like reflect. Like it's important that we reflect. We do not need to side swap. We do not need to sweep under the rug. We do not need to act like it doesn't exist. Reflect on the feelings. And when you reflect on those, you can kind of find your way to what it is that you're exactly supposed to be doing or how you can deal with that emotion even if your situation doesn't change. What are you going to do about it? Right. Okay, so recap those four for me so that they're they're fresh in our minds. Um, remain confident in being chosen. Remain mm-hmm. confident in being chosen to be in your blended family. And I just tell you to do that by owning the struggles as an opportunity. Own your struggles as an opportunity to learn. So first thing is, use your issues as an opportunity to learn that builds confidence, right? The second thing I said was, because this question came off the cuff, so I have to remember, the second thing I said is know that you have value and purpose. And then you also said, um, I don't know if it was the second or the third, but one of them that stuck out to me, be in control of your emotions. Yes. So the the first one is your confidence in being chosen. Use every struggle as an opportunity for growth. The That was the first one. The second one is know that you have purpose. You have to know that you have purpose and value in your blended family. The third one is 
what you just said. <laughs> the third one is yeah, be in control be, of your emotions. Yes. Be in control of your emotions. And we gave some ways on how you can do that. Things are going yes. to happen. But your reflection and the time spent on what you experience is going to help you gain control. Reflect on it. Be real with yourself. Know that mm -hmm. that happened. And what are you going to do mm -hmm. about it? I said miss it to make it. Yes. Use those opportunities as ways that you can be better. And then the fourth and third I kind of mixed together. So we're going to keep the third one in that reflection because that reflection is very important and key to you getting control of what's going on mentally and emotionally, being real with yourself. I love it. I think that's I it. it. I think, but I think the hardest thing is application, right? You get all this good information. You get all this good news. Oh, yeah, you can do this, girl. I, I inspire you. I'm encouraging you. And then you face your situation. And you have no application like, okay, so, yeah, they told me don't doubt, but how do I not doubt? Right. You know what I mean? Right. They told me don't let this thought take over me, but what do I do with the thought? How do I do like, that? Those yeah. are, mm -hmm. So I, I always like to make sure when I'm speaking or sharing, like, I give some things to walk away with. And I think reflection is major. This journaling thing is real. A lot of people used to do it, but I always push people to go back to it. Start writing, writing it down, thinking about it, and being real with you. You cannot be in a blended family and be fake about you because that emotion that you're suppressing, that you're holding down, that you're not discussing, is going to come out eventually. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, yes. Absolutely. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. This is, like, all great stuff that you've just given us. I want to know if you could rewind your journey and go back to the beginning, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself, if I can go back to the beginning, back to the beginning, um, I would tell myself, I need for you to have more confidence. Mm -hmm. That's it. Because confidence can take you a long way. Confidence can allow you to speak up when needed. Confidence would allow you to be able to experience something and own the experience and walk away knowing, okay, that doesn't make me a bad person. I can learn from this. I think my level of confidence, if it would have been a little bit higher, that I would have been able to, it would have never been perfect, but I think I would have been able to jump over a little smaller mountain. You know what I mean? Like little things that cause big problems because of how I thought. Because your thought process is important. Thought process is very important. I understand that because I relate to that 100%. I feel like if I was mm -hmm. more confident at the beginning, it would have been easier to manage yeah mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. so I, I i can relate to that okay so i i don't want to let you go before we talk about <laughs> um the platform that you've created blended on the rock so i know that your goal is to help stepmoms and bio moms deal with the challenges of being in a blended family so um share with us how are you achieving that goal I'm achieving that goal by having a blendedontherock.com page of videos and tips and all those great things to help guide you along the journey so you're not taking it alone. Um, I have monthly resources that come out, so I'm always interviewing someone who is an expert or well-known in a topic that pertains to growth in a blended family and building stronger relationships in your blended family. I have a monthly blended mom meetup that is amazing. I've grown to learn some beautiful individuals um, on a monthly basis every second Monday of the month. Um, now we have a consistent link that you can just click blended on the rock, 
say you want to join it, and it can be yours, and you'll have all the dates for every time we meet. Right now, we are doing something amazing. We are actually reading a book together, um, The Unspoken Truth About Blending Families by Michelle L. S. Thomas. And this book just allows us to jump into blended family scenarios that we experience that help us come out stronger, wiser. And it's not a self-help book. Where you read it, just take it in and walk away. It's a perspective book. We get both sides. We get the bio parent side. We get the blended family side. We get the child side. And we get to look at our blended family in a different perspective. So that in itself of our monthly meetups allows conversation, communication. We laugh. We cry. We joke. We Like you walk into a room not knowing anybody, and then once you get in there, it's like, dang, we are all in the same place <laughs> and space in our lives. So it's beautiful, and the intimacy with it is great. And um, that's another way that I help strengthen relationships and blended families. And I, I'm really about cultivating that relationship amongst the women because that is the area where I see the most conflict, the most tension, the most competition when yes. the kids are just like, can we all just get along? They, they thrive better in love and positivity. So if I can get a bio mom to understand a bonus mom's perspective, and if I can get a bonus mom to understand a bio mom's perspective, how much more unified and understanding and compassionate can we be for each other as we go along and co-parenting on our journey. So that is what it's about. That is what I'm here for. That is what I felt like I needed from the beginning. So I was searching for it, and now I'm in this community, and there are so many women like you and other women that are doing this. So I'm learning and growing and producing and bringing it back and flipping it again, and it's been amazing. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for all of that. All of that you do for the stepmom community because it's just so amazing. And like we said at the beginning of this episode, we need more positivity. Yeah. And from my interaction with you online now for a while, you just exude positivity. You're always smiling. You're happy. Your videos where you're dancing, you're encouraging us. <laughs> um, and you know, I also look forward to every Monday because you have the, the mom day Monday videos. And I love that mm -hmm. you're always serving a word in those videos and yeah we just need more positive vibes so thank you for what it is that you do for the step parenting community because we need it we need it so to conclude you know plus her journey is all about sharing the real stories of stepmoms changing that evil stepmom narrative we've grown accustomed to so i want to know in your opinion keisha how do you think we can change that evil stepmom narrative we can change it by coming together owning our own truth allowing the goal to be about unity and positivity instead of negativity and competition. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Keisha. Your story today, your words of encouragement. Oh, is, thank you. <laughs> it's going to be a glimmer of hope for a stepmom who needed it. So thank you so much. You are so welcome. I just have this feeling that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Show me some love. Subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And spread the love with another stepmom by sharing this episode with her. You just never know. This might be the encouraging word she needed to hear. And lastly, let's stay connected. Check me out at Plus Her Journey on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, be blessed.